Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 174. It is Monday, July 27, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and there are virtual vigilantes among us. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. All right, good morning, happy Monday. Welcome to another exciting week in the tech world. Uh, wherever you're listening to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be awesome. And if you're in a HIPAA-compliant business, you can now go to Facebook or LinkedIn or both, and both, and or both, and join the Get HIPAA Compliance group where I will be sharing information about the 2020 healthcare data breach report for June. And it's uh, email emails the clear winner, but we'll get to that in a moment. Um, first up on securityweek.com website security breach exposes 1 million DNA profiles. So this is the second genealogy DNA breach in less than a week a genealogy website used to catch one of California's most wanted serial killers. Remain shut down Thursday after security breach exposed the DNA profiles of more than a million people to law enforcement agencies. GED Match said in a message emailed to members and posted Wednesday on its Facebook page that on Sunday a sophisticated attack on their servers through an existing user account made the DNA profiles of its members available for police to search for about three hours. We became aware of the situation a short time later and immediately took the site down, GD Match said. GD Match briefly resumed but shut down again after it was the target of a second breach on Monday when all user permissions were set to opt in to law enforcement matching, the company said. We can assure you that your DNA information was not compromised as GD Match does not store raw DNA files on the site, the company said. When you upload your data, the information is encoded and the raw file deleted. This is one of the ways... We protect our users' most sensitive information. The company said it was informed Tuesday that cons- customers of MyHeritage, an Israeli-based genealogy website that are also GED Match users, were the target of a phishing scam. The site remained down on Thursday, and message reading the GED Match site is down for maintenance. Currently, no ETA for availability. GED Match made headlines in 2018 when it helped investigators in California identify Joseph James D'Angelo, also known as the Golden State Killer. D'Angelo is suspected of being the sadistic attacker who killed 13 people and raped nearly 50 women in California during the 70s and 80s. D'Angelo lost last month, pled guilty to dozens of crimes, and returned from being spared the death penalty. As of 2019, then 1.2 million people have used GED Match's free service to upload data profiles from different DNA testing companies such as Ancestry and 23andMe and compare their autosomal I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but DNA data files with others. The service has become a huge help for genealogists and people seeking to build their family trees by allowing one-to-one, one-to-many ex-DNA comparisons, comparisons and other useful matrices. On Bleepy Computer, five severe D-Link router vulnerabilities disclosed patched now. So as we continue to work from home, the home routers continue to pile up on the vulnerabilities. This month has been quite eventful for D-Link. As reported by Bleepy Computer, the company's router firm, where images have been leaking the secret key used to encrypt and proprietary their proprietary firmware binaries. Now the company has disclosed five severe vulnerabilities in some of their router models, which could allow a severe 
network compromise. Moreover, some devices have reached their end-of-life phase, which means they wouldn't be patched. The vulnerabilities reported by ACE team, LoginSoft, include reflected cross-site scripting attacks, buffer overflows to means of obtaining admin credentials, bypassing authentication altogether, and executing arbitrary code. Any attack with access to the router administrator page can carry out the set attacks even if they do not know the admin credentials. So there's another reason to turn off remote um, remote management for your home router. It's almost never a reason to use remote management for your home router if you're just an if you're just the average home user for for uh, internet services. Um, so it does list the five CVEs here. They're all from this year. There is stack-based buffer overflow, command injection, sensitive information exposure, cross-site scripting, and sensitive information exposure authentication bas bypass backdoor. So if you, there are proof of concepts already out there. So if you have one of these routers, I'm trying to see if they list the routers here. Does not look like they do. There is a response from D-Link, but uh, does not list the, the five CVEs, however, have only been publicly reviewed revealed on July 22nd. Um, okay, so here's two models listed, DAP-1522 and DIR-816L. Um, also DAP-1520. Those are the three that are listed, so maybe those are the only three, hopefully, but um, if you have those three routers, you should either replace them if there's no firmware update, and if there is a firmware update, get that firmware installed. And if you don't have a need for remote management for your router, then turn it off. Also on Bleeping Computer, Dave, data breach affects 7.5 million users leaked on hacker form. Overdraft protection and cache advanced service, Dave has suffered a data breach after a database containing 7.5 million user records was sold in an auction, then released later for free on hacker forms. Dave is a fintech company that allows users to link their bank accounts and receive cash advances for upcoming bills to avoid overdraft fees. Subscribers who need extra cash to pay a bill can get a payday loan up to $100 but cannot receive another loan until it's repaid. A threat actor released a database containing 7,516,691 user records for free on a hacker forum on Friday. After reaching out to Dave, Regarding their database being leaked, Dave disclosed the incident as a data breach a day later. In a statement sent to Bleepit Computer last night, Dave says, which this was reported um, Sunday, so yesterday. In a statement sent to Bleepit Computer last night, Dave says their database was breached after WayDev, a former third-party service provider used by their company, was breached. As a result of a breach at WayDev, which is W-A-Y-D-E-V, one of Dave's former third-party service providers, a malicious party recently gained unauthorized access to certain user data at Dave, including user passwords that were stored in hashed form using bcrypt and industry-recognized hashing algorithm. The stolen information also includes some personal information, including names, emails, birth dates, physical addresses, and phone numbers. Importantly, this did not affect bank account numbers, credit card numbers, records of financial transactions, or unencrypted social security numbers. Dave has no evidence that any unauthorized actions were taken with any accounts or that any user has experienced any financial loss as a result of this incident. So um, 
I know there's a few of these, I guess you could call it a loan type service. They're calling it a payday loan. It's not exactly the same as the payday loans we've all co- come to know and despise. It's a little bit different in, it, in that you can borrow you know, up to $100, and then once you pay it back, you can borrow $100 again. And it, I don't think they charge you all that much. Um, but it, it is... Um, a little disheartening that they, you know, 7.5 million users' information is out there. They claim it has not been used for any nefarious reasons, but you could never tell. The information is out there on the dark web, so one can assume that there is going to be some misuse. Um, also on Bleepy Computer, the U.S. government has confirmed that active exploitation of F5 big IP remote code execution flaw. We talked about this a few weeks ago. The U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency today published a warning confirming the active exploitation of unauthenticated remote code execution for for um, being tracked as CVE 2020-5902, vulnerability affecting F5 Big IP ADC devices. SysS Alert also provides additional mitigations and detection measures to help victims find out their systems may have been compromised and recover their data their and recover after attacks that successfully exploited unpatched F5 devices. According to F5 Security Advisory, any remaining unpatched devices are probably already compromised during attacks that started just a few days after the company disclosed the security flaw. CISA CISA has observed scanning and reconnaissance as well as confirmed compromises within a few days of F5's patch release for this vulnerability, the agency says. As of July 6, 2020, CISA has, been, has seen broad scanning activity for the presence of this vulnerability across federal departments and agencies. This activity is currently occurring as of the publication of this alert. While investigating potential compromises resulting from CVE 2020-5902, CISA has, was able to confirm successful attacks against two targets. F5 Networks released security updates for critical, which is it's rated as a 10 out of 10 on a CVSS version 3 rating. Um, the CVE 2020-5902 vulnerability impacting big IP application delivery controller devices earlier this month. The same day, the U.S. Cyber Command urged F5 customers to urgently patch big IP ADC devices known to be used by Fortune 500 firms, governments, and banks all around the world. Two days later, security researchers started publicly sharing CVE 2020-5902 proof of concept exploits to demonstrate how easy it is to steal data from the ex- and execute commands on unpatched devices. While initially F5 provided customers with mitigations designed to address the vulnerability until the security updates could be installed, in a subsequent update to the CVE 2020-5902 security advisory, the company said the mitigations were not completely effective and advised customers to install patched versions of the software to fully address the vulnerability. IT admins are advised to use F5 CVE 2020-5902 IOC detection tool and there is a link in the Bleeping Computer article to look for indicators of compromise within the organization's environment. The agency recommends all organizations to go through the following action list while hunting for exploitation signs. Quarantine or take offline potentially affected systems. Collect and review artifacts such as running processes, services, unusual authentication, and recent network connections. Deploy a CISA created snort signature to detect malicious activity 
available in the alert under detection method methods. If they find evidence of CVE 2020-5902 exploitation, orgs are urged to immediately react with recovery measures targeting impacted systems by reimaging compromised hosts, provisioning new account credentials, limiting access to management interface to the fullest extent possible, and implementing network segmentation. CISA expects to see continued attacks exploiting unpatched big F5 big IP devices and strongly urges users and administrators to upgrade their software to fixed versions, the agency said. CISA also advises that administrators deploy the signature included in this alert to help them determine whether their systems have been compromised. So again, if you are using F5 in your environment, F5 big IP, which is a, a load balancing um, management system, you need to you need to first check to see if you've been exploited and then um, either patch or take take care of uh, mitigating that exploitation um, we have an update to the Garmin outage that we reported last week Garmin outage caused by a confirmed wasted locker ransomware attack uh, this is updated to uh, there is now an outage page so I will check on that in a moment Wearable device maker Garmin shut down some of its connected devices and call centers on Thursday following what the company called a worldwide outage, now confirmed to be caused by wasted locker ransomware attack. Garmin's product line include GPS navigation and wearable technology for the automotive, marine, aviation, marine, marine is listed twice for some reason, fitness, and outdoor markets. So uh, those of you using Garmin, you know, um, fitness bands and so forth, um, may have witnessed or may have, you know, been impacted by this. It is Wasted Locker Ransomware, been confirmed, which is Evil Corp, which is also the Drydex gang based out of Russia and has been operating f since at least 2007. So they are behind this hack. And let's see if we got an update here on whether or not it is still Im impacting things. So as I'm checking the dedicated outage page it looks like everything is still down um so you're probably going to experience issues with your garmin fitness tracker or whatever other garmin devices you may be using at this time all right so the title of the podcast today is there are virtual vigilantes among us and i'm bleeping computer emotet malware operation hacked to show memes to victims Someone is poking fun at the Emotet botnet and heavily disrupting its operations by hacking into the malware's distribution sites and replacing malicious payloads with memes and GIFs. This emo, emote hack operation has been happening for the past few days, providing some respite from Emotet spamming while the threat actor figures out how to regain control over their distribution sites. Emotet's distribution relies on hacked websites where the actors store payloads to be used in their spam campaigns. When victims of these campaigns fall for the ruse and open malicious spam attachments, executed macros will retrieve the Emotet malware payload from compromised sites in the bot network, botnet's network. Without a payload, the victim's computer does not fall in the Emotet's grip, so whoever is replacing the malware in the botnet's distribution network is doing a huge favor to users and also keeping the threat actor busy. Joseph Rusin, member of the Crypto Lamus group of researchers fighting Emotet, called the person messing with the Emotet payloads a white knight. The malicious documents and the malware from the botnet's distribution sites were replaced with various images and memes. Researchers saw images of James Franco at first, and then Emotet's hack sites served the Hackerman meme. There is an ongoing battle for the control of the Emotet shells. 
that drop Maldox malware on T1 distro sites. Someone is altering them to serve up Imgur gifts instead of the malware Rusen set tweeted. The researcher told Bleepy Computer that Emotep puts spamming activity on standby because of the Good Samaritan's action and will likely implement some changes to protect their operations. When sending spam, Emotep will use a variety of different email templates, templates and malicious document delivery. Some emails will attach a malicious Word document directly to an email, while others include a link that a user must click on to download the document. This is all phishing, by the way. Um, so Emotep temporarily taken down by a white hat hacker, I guess. I don't know if you would consider it a white hat or not, but it's apparently is a vigilante of, of sorts. And we do have the June 2020 healthcare data breach report. Thank you from HIPAA Journal. Um, we did get, we did have 52 breaches of 500 or more in June. And that is the highest month so far in 2020, the highest month since October of last year, which was 53. The number of individuals impacted by healthcare data breaches changed little despite the large increase in, increase in breaches with a month over month fall of 165% to 1,047,015 records, which is well above the 2020 monthly average of 896,374 breached records. So June saw just over a million records breached which was slightly down from May. May was 1,064,000. June was 1,047,000, but much higher than March and June. Um, the largest, largest data breaches we have, uh, they're listing more than 10, which is more than usual. Um, the, f the biggest one being a business associate benefit, res benefit, recovery specialist, benefit Recovery Specialist Inc., which we did talk about. Hacking IT incident, almost 275,000. A health plan, Merit Health Insurance Company, 102, almost 103,000. Magellan Complete Care of Florida, also a health plan, 76,000. Healthcare Fiscal Management Inc., a business associate, 58,000. UF Health Jacksonville, healthcare provider, 54,000. Magellan Healthcare Business Associate, 50,000. We talked about that one as well. Provided Health Plan, a Health Plan, 50,000. American Medical Technologies, a healthcare provider, 40, almost 48,000. Oral and Maxillofacial Surgery Associates, PA, 35,000. Hacking IT Incident, that is a healthcare, that is a, a dent. Uh, a dentist of sort. I, I guess it's a, you would consider it a dentist. City of Philadelphia, health plan thirty three thousand, and it just goes on from there. But the, the the thing I want to point out here: there are a lot of business associates and health plans on this list this month. So that is not a good sign for business associates and health plans. Not you know the top of the list. Not a whole lot of healthcare providers. There are some, but not as many as used to be. Causes of June 2020 healthcare data breaches. One is lost, three is theft. The loss would not have to be reported if it was encrypted, by the way. And same with theft. 11 unauthorized access and disclosure and 37 hacking or IT incident and the location of the breach data. One laptop, again, encryption. Other portable electronic devices was two. Encryption, again. Other two. Paper and film, three. Electronic medical records, three desktop computers, five, network servers, 19, and email, 33, almost 50%, 49% of the breaches in June were email. Not a good thing. It continues to be a problem. 
and it's actually gone up a little bit. Um, out of all the breaches in June, we have 33 were healthcare providers, nine health plans, which is high for health plans, and 10 business associates. You can count on more enforcement. So there was one enforcement. There were no HIPAA enforcements in June. We just reported a new, another enforcement end of last week. So there's only been two enforcements so far this year. We've been, you know, obviously the OCR has been busy with, with COVID-19, but there's only been two enforcement so far in 2020. So that is going to do it for today's edition of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.